What's going on, people? It's your man, Sean Tyler here, back again uh, with another episode of the uh, Tyler Perspective podcast. Just coming at you. Wanted to talk about some things that I saw over the last weekend uh, involving the NFL. Some uh, Talk a little bit of college football. And we also uh, have some NBA news that I would like to get into uh, involving the whole Philadelphia 76ers and the uh, Ben Simmons situation. Uh, but first, uh, just a little housekeeping. As always, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, I just ask that we're Wherever you are, uh, go like, rate, review it, uh, comment, uh, especially if it has a, a, a star method. Uh, leave five stars, preferably. Uh, but yeah, uh, and that'll you know help me continue to keep this thing going. But uh, yeah, with that said, I'm gonna go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. First, I just want to go over. Let's talk about some of the things that we saw last weekend. Uh, we had the 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 big game. Uh, last weekend involving the Chiefs, the big Sunday night game involving the Chiefs and the um, the, the Baltimore Ravens, right? Uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, marquee game, a uh, great game. Ended up being a great game. Um, the Ravens won, uh, I believe it was 35 to 36 or something like that. Um, and I just wanted to go over something that, that I saw that impressed me in regards to Lamar Jackson himself. Uh, now me, I'm not... A big Lamar fan. I'll go ahead and tell you that that right now off the bat. Uh, I'm not a big Lamar fan. Um, his style of play more so than anything. Um, I like him as a uh, a player. Uh, he's he's very good. Um, I mean, as a person. Um, but his style of play, I just I'm I'm concerned in regards to his style of play and whether that can you know uh, whether he can su- can sustain that over the course of you know uh, NFL career. Um, but other than that. Um, I, one thing I saw that nobody really talked about after the game, it was a big game. The Ravens ended up uh, going forward on fourth and one um, to seal the game. Fourth and one on like their own 40-yard line or something like that uh, to seal the game. Chiefs had no timeouts. If the Ravens don't get it, then the Chiefs are in easy field goal position um, to, to win the game. But uh, the Ravens ended up going for it, uh, and they converted it, and uh, the, Chiefs won, the Ravens won a big game. But... Before that, you got the old, you got the Ravens coming off a of, uh, overtime loss to the Raiders uh, the week before. Lamar Jackson had a bad game, probably one of his worst games. He had two fumbles. Um, it was kind of erratic throwing the ball uh, the whole night. Uh, two lost. I think he had three fumbles altogether, and then he also had two two lost fumbles. Uh, one of them sealed the game for him and o- lost the game for him in overtime. So he's coming off a bad loss, and then you got to face the. Uh, reigning AFC AFC Championship team in the the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and the first pass, I believe it was the first or second pass of the game, he throws a pick six to Tyron Tyron Matthew, um, pick six, and then I think the next drive or the, the drive after that, he overthrow he throws a horrible pass in the triple coverage um, to Tyron Matthew again, another interception. Uh, so he's got basically five turnovers in the last quarter and a half of football that he's played coming into this game. Um, but the thing that impressed me with Lamar, he didn't like, it didn't seem to phase him. Um, he, he, he continued to play his game. Uh, the chiefs have one of the worst run defenses in the league. Lamar, you know, that's, that's what he does best. Uh, him and the Ravens ran all over the, um, the Chiefs throughout the game, and he made the passes that he was supposed to make um, going forward. So I was very impressed with Lamar Jackson, and just basically, you know, not not folding, you know, not not choking, not uh, you know, not 
uh, dealing handling that pressure um because like you you the last quarter and a half you've got five turnovers you start the game off with a pick six and it did not phase him um and i i've always liked that i like his personality um i like one thing i i've always liked and i'm i'm i think it'll help him get better um, he, he wants to get better. I can hear that when he's talking. I can see that when he's playing. Um, Lamar is like, everybody's focused. Everybody lo- likes the, him running. And they, when you see the highlights, you know, ESPN and all that, they show him running. Lamar doesn't want to run. Like he's, he's, if you watch him play, he doesn't want to run. Like he, he, he would rather pass. He's standing in the pocket. He's trying to go through his progressions. Now, if there is nobody open, he'll take off and run. But he's a reluctant runner, and he's been like that pretty much since college. Um, but you know, running is what he does best. Um, so you know, they're going to play to that strength. Um, so that that is that is something that I have noticed about Lamar over the years. He wants to he wants to pass. He wants to be a a, a quarterback, a pocket passing quarterback. Um, that you know uses his legs second, and that's one thing that I definitely. Notice they compare him to Vic naturally, um, Michael Vick, just because of his running ability as a quarterback. But Michael Vick, Mike, Michael Vick was caught up in the running. Like, like Michael Vick, that like that was that was the, the Michael Vick experience and all that. Like Michael Vick was a show with his legs, and he he was so much a show. He he's even said this in later years that he didn't even watch film because oh, in, in the way he put it, oh the teams were gonna play me differently, so there was no point in me watching how defensives, you know, watching film and how defensives uh, per, uh cover other quarterbacks because they're gonna play me differently. Lamar doesn't come off as that kind of player, um, and he's he's trying to get better. Uh, like I believe, like towards the end of Vic in Atlanta. He was really caught up in himself, like, <laughs> like big time. He had he had the gloves, he had the black visor, like he like swagged out, which is not you know there's nothing wrong with that. But he was he was very caught up in himself and what he was able to do with his legs on that football field. It was Vic running first, uh, Vic passing came second. Whereas is Lamar Jackson, I feel like it's more Lamar Jackson wanting to pass first. And Lamar Jackson wanting to run is a second thing. He didn't even want to run the forty-yard dash and all that. Like he's not caught up in it. He in, in him being able being, being this electric electrifying running runner. But when he but when he does decide to run, like he, he he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. But um, Sunday night he's having a horrible game, horrible first half, and he did not let that get to him. He fought through the adversity. You're playing the Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes and that offense, and 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 all, and you gave him seven points to open up the game, and then the next possession you throw another pick, like it's it's in you felt like it was gonna boy here we go okay they're gonna be they're gonna be talking about Lamar all you know talking negative about Lamar all week here we go but he he fought through it settled down they ran all over the Chiefs he made the passes that he needed to make and um, it, it came close it came down to a fumble. A fumbled football, fumbled possession when the Chiefs were trying to run the clock out, and the Ravens ended up getting the ball back. Um, and they didn't. They it was it was like it was either you know the thing is they, they went for it. The Ravens went for it on fourth and one on like their own forty. And there's there's a couple of ways you can look at that. You can either look at that as hey, you know, we trust our offense to be able to get the Ravens trust their offense with Lamar, you know, to get this fourth down conversion. 
and the Chiefs defense is so bad that they don't believe they can stop them. Or you don't want to, because the Chiefs are down, you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes this ball back. You just, just simple as that. Like, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm taking that as the ultimate respect when a team is going forward on their fourth and one to close the game um, when they're when they're only up one point and they're going forward on their own 40. Like, I think that I've only seen that happen a few times with a few quarterbacks. Uh, one of the most memorable times was when Bill Belichick did it um, for the Patriots, the coach uh, against Peyton Manning. If I'm mistaken, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they didn't get it. The Patriots didn't convert it, and they they went for it on their own four for one because Bill Belichick did not trust his defense to stop Peyton Manning uh, if he got the ball back. So they he would prefer he preferred to go for it, and he went for it. It was on national television. He went for it on like his own thirty five, own forty. The Patriots didn't convert it, and you know the Colts end up winning the game. Uh, so that that I would say that's the ultimate sign of respect to Patrick Mahomes. And then probably uh, 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 some big disrespect to the Chiefs' deep run defense um, and how they felt about the, the Chiefs' run defense uh, that night. But, um, yeah, props to Lamar. Props to Lamar. Big props to Lamar for overcoming that adversity, um, having their 0-1. They're facing 0-2. He's starting the game off horribly. And uh, he settled down, and he, he just continued to do his thing. And uh, so it doesn't look like he lets, he lets uh, things phase him. Uh, in regards to that, because that that he was on a he was on a bad turnover streak there for a little bit, and I just noticed a lot of people weren't really talking about that, and uh, and he he did his thing, he did his thing. So shout out to Lamar, and uh, you know hopefully you know keep keep doing what you keep, he can keep doing what he's doing, and um, and we'll we'll go from there. Next up, we got uh, we had some college football games over the weekend, some big college football games. Uh, I'm a Florida fan. As a lot of you know, some of you might not know, uh, big Florida fan. We had uh, the Crimson Tide this weekend. Uh, game, the game ended up being a good game. Originally looked like it was going to be a rout. I think it was twenty-one to zero or something like that at one point. Um, but my Gators ended up settling down. We have a quarterback issue that we need to address, and uh, I'm not sure if we're going to address it. And uh, I question if 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 we have a better option. Emory Jones is the Florida Gators quarterback. Fourth year, fourth year, uh, fourth year, fourth year senior. Um, his first year starting. Uh, I personally have been calling for Emory Jones for the last four years, um, especially the last two years when we started the quarterback Kyle Trask, who, as far as I was concerned, didn't fit the system that the head coach Dan Mullen was trying to run. But Kyle Trash did his thing for those two years, kept Emory Jones at bay. But for the life of me, I just couldn't understand why we why we at least weren't seeing more of Emory Jones, you know, in a kind of two QB system. Um and this year, <laughs> lo and behold, I have found out and I have found out rather quickly within the first three games of why Emory Jones has been on the bench for the last four years. Um simply put He's not very good. He's just not. He's not. He's not very good. Uh, we've had games against uh, what I think I want to say UAB. I know USF. Uh, we've had you know two of the cupcake teams that you always have the first two games, uh, and then we had Bama. Um, the first two games were horrible. He had like four turnovers, four picks in the first two games. If you're throwing picks against you know the the cupcake teams, you know you can only imagine what you're going to do when you get into SEC play. Um, his decision making is bad. 
he's he has time in the pocket. That's 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 what's so that's what's so frustrating about what what the picks that he's throwing. That he's throwing picks when he's not even under pressure. Like I'm talking about one of the interceptions he threw uh, the week before last. I mean, at least six or seven seconds, and he's just and then he just flips it up there. And it's like, dude, how did you not see that? Like, nobody's rushing you. You got time to go through your progressions. And that's the pass you decide to throw. Uh, And then we got a backup, uh, Anthony Richardson, who's coming in, who who, uh, Dan Mullen is mixing in every once in a while. And and he, every time he touches the ball, he's either running in a touchdown, running it in for a touchdown, or he's throwing a touchdown. Kind of like the Tim Tebow and Chris Leak uh, situation. Um, except Emory Jones is not Chris Lee in this situation. So, uh, so yeah, we had Bama. It started to look like a route early, but we settled down and Bama, Bama didn't play like Bama for the most part. They weren't, uh, disciplined, which, you know, something you don't really say about a Nick Saban, uh, coach team. They had, I think they had a bunch of defensive penalties and then a few, uh, false starts. Um, they didn't look good. They didn't look as impressive as they've looked in the past. And uh, that was something that I was wondering, uh, would they still look like Bama, um, you know, with all the starters and stuff that they've lost and offensive weapons that they've lost. And uh, they, they didn't, they weren't that, they didn't look that impressive to me. Um, I don't consider us Florida to be the best team. Um, but one thing I did notice was we, like Bama was not getting pressure. They weren't getting pressure on us. So I don't know, like, like Bama don't have a pass rush. And in my opinion, the secondary has always been, you know, kind of, you know, if you want to pick a weak spot, you know, over the years for Bama, I would say, even though they've had good players come and get drafted, I would say the secondary has probably been like a weak spot over the years for Bama, but they always got the linebackers and the D linemen generating pressure so you know they, they get hidden but they were not generating pressure uh in this game and emory jones had time to throw the ball and once he settled in you know things got you know things ended up uh getting a little tighter and uh it ended up being a close game um we were at home i was glad to see glad to see how my gators fought and um you know if we can play like that and if emory jones can play like that which I don't know if he can. We got Tennessee coming up this week. I don't know if he can continue to, you know, to, to just not make the mistakes. Like that that was the problem. It got to the point where Dan Mullen was was trying to limit his his throws. Um I'm talking like limit his throws so much we're running the ball on third and three. <laughs> like what are we doing, man? Like like what like when you're running the ball on third and three and third and four, there's you have a quarterback problem. And the backup quarterback Anthony Richardson, who's who's been getting touchdowns every time he touched the ball this year, he was uh he he was he was hurt, uh, is my understanding. So he couldn't play. So we're kind of stuck with Emory. Um, but it's just funny that that uh, me and a lot and fans have been begging for Emory for all these years and not understanding why he wasn't playing, and now we're seeing it, <laughs> and it's like, dude, how did we get like? Come on, man! Like seriously. Um, but and so now, but so now we're all begging for Anthony Richardson because every time he touches the ball, he comes into the game and he touches the ball, he's scoring touchdowns. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, okay, is damn, is the same thing happening again? Like is Dan Mullen keeping this, this back up on the bench? Because 
he's not that good. And, and if, if he puts more on him, we'll start seeing, we'll notice, we'll see for ourselves that he's not that good. Or did Dan Mullen just get, get it wrong? Like or did he want to give Emory Jones a shot because the Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones situation is night and day. Like it's literally. So if, if Anthony Richardson is that guy and Dan Mullen was just trying to be loyal to Emory and give Emory and give him a shot because he's been there for four years and, and never started. Okay. You did your job. All right. But no, he's not. Emory Jones is not the quarterback. Like that's not the guy we need. He doesn't run. I thought he was more athletic, more, more electric than, than he's shown. He's not trying to run. He's just trying to hang out in the pocket. And even when he does run, it's not like, you know, he, he he's not as electric or dynamic as I thought he was. So that's my take on Florida. Bama, you know, they, they didn't look so much like Bama, you know, against, I would say, the first real opponent that they played. I don't even count the Miami game. Uh, so Bama didn't really look like Bama. Um, if they play like that, if they play like, I can't see them winning a title if they play like they did against us. But that was mostly because Bama was undisciplined. I don't see that, that you know, that for a lot of the reason that we were in that game, I don't see Bama being that undisciplined again. Like Saban's not going to have that. Um, so, you know, take that, take that for, for what you, for what you, for what you want. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on the Bama and Florida game. Um, and you know, we'll continue to watch them. Hopefully we can see them again. Um, Georgia, Georgia defense look a whole lot better than Bama's defense, um, uh, based on the couple of games that I've seen. And, uh, so the East, the SEC East is going to, going to be a little tougher, uh, if we want to see Bama in Atlanta again. Uh, so yeah, man, that's, those are my thoughts on, uh, on the, on the Bama and Florida game and, um, you know, go Gators, but, uh, we got to get a quarterback. That's what we got to do. We got to get a quarterback, um, before anything. So, yep, that's, that's it. That's it. Let's, uh, yeah, go Gators. Next up, we have a situation in the NBA that's going on. Um, we have Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, the, the point guard of the Philadelphia 76ers for the last four years. Um, who is a talented individual who I will say, let me see, how do we put this? Um, who is a talented individual who is reluctant to shoot. Yeah, I ain't gonna say reluctant. Forget reluctant. I'm not gonna say reluctant. Refuses to shoot the basketball. Um, had a flame out, he flamed out in the playoffs this year. Philadelphia 76ers, post supposedly title contenders, uh, went home in the second round to the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young in the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, and Ben Simmons, I believe he combined in the four, what, six games that they played, I believe took like six or ten combined fourth quarter shots, something like that. He, he, he was refusing to shoot in the fourth quarter. He shot like 40% from the free, free throw line. Um refuses to shoot from the outside and the 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 play that put him pretty much sealed his fate as far as I I'm concerned um I think they were in, they were in like a tight game against the Hawks tight uh games elimination game I believe and they're down they're down two or something like that and Ben Simmons drives has a dunk is under the basket under the basket he's like 69 Six nine, six ten, under the basket. Trey Young, who's like on his best day, five ten, um, right up under the basket with him. And Ben Simmons right there. 
refuses to go straight up and dunk the ball in the hoop. Instead, chooses to kick it out and pass to Tobias Harris or, or Matisse Tybal, whoever. And that guy gets fouled. Who's he's trying? He tries to attack the basket, and that guy gets fouled. And they go. The guy goes to the free throw line. Goes one for two from the free throw line. And Sixers end up losing the game. Um, after the game, Joel Embiid, the Sixers star player, says, "You know, hey, we had a couple of plays that cost us the game." And specifically points out the, the Ben Simmons play where he passes up on the dunk. Um, and then Coach Doc Rivers uh, refused to answer if you know the Sixers were capable of winning a championship with Ben Simmons as their point guard. Um, ben Simmons, he can pass. He can play defense. Um, he can, he, he, he's, uh, he, you know, unstoppable on the fact in, in transition, but in the half court, he refuses to shoot. And it's been an issue since he's came into the league. Um, I would say Philadelphia, they've had, this is their second coach now, second or third, their second coach. And every, like they, the organization, in my opinion, from what I've seen, what I've read, they've tried to do everything to help him. Um, they, they've, they've tried to downplay it, say it's not a big deal. Um, they tried to encourage him to shoot. Um, it, it got so bad. Like he was, he's taking threes. He took one, three. This is when I, I think it was last year. He took one, three in a preseason game or something like that. And it went in he took a corner three in a preseason game. And when I tell you the stadium erupted, you would have thought they, you would have thought he hit the game winner in the game seven of the NBA finals. Like it has gotten it had gotten that bad that fans are just like, dude, we don't want you to make it. We just want you to shoot. And he he took that shot and it went in. And I mean, the team celebrating. And I think personally, I think that was bad. I, I don't think he enjoyed it. Like he's he's I don't think he liked that. Um, even though people were like they were being genuine in what in you know in them cheering for him and his teammates were happy. Uh, it was one shot. It was one shot in the preseason. He took it. He was wide open. He took it and he made it and everybody's losing their minds. And I don't know if he, I don't, I don't know, but everybody's trying to do it. They were trying to do it in a, you know, encouraging kind of way, but I don't know in his mind, you know, like he, I think it, it, it and it is in his head at this point. It is in his head that, okay, what if he's thinking about it? If, what if I miss? What if I miss when he's passing up wide open dunks in the playoffs? Like that's that's you're in your head and and um he refuses to, he refuses to shoot so now basically his teammates his coaches threw him under the bus after the playoff game after after the upset playoff game that they lost and now you have the team has been trying to trade him um and they they've been trying to trade him since like all they tried to they were trying to trade him all all season um and the question is does he like so so if Ben Simmons wants to be traded. <laughs> it's funny because Ben Simmons wants to be traded. The team wants to trade him, and but now NBA season is starting to roll back around. And the last time Ben Simmons was in the in you know in that stadium in that gym with that organization, they were they were going. They went home early in the playoffs. The player refused to shoot um, when he got to the free throw line. He couldn't make his free throws. Uh, horrible. I mean, horrible from the free throw line, like thirty five percent. And this is he's not aggressive. He's not he's not aggressive. Uh, so not only does he not shoot from the outside, he's not aggressive, and, but he wants to, he's a point guard. Like he's a 6'10 point guard that has the ball in his hands at all times. So what do you do 
with a player like that who's who's not aggressive. He's not trying to attack the basket. Like that's an, he's not he's not even somebody that's gonna like just just continuously attack the basket like like Giannis does. Um, and then like you can sag off of him, you know, like literally you can go stand up under the basket and he's still not gonna shoot it. So that that's what the Sixers have been experiencing for the last four years and. Uh, even his first playoff game, I think he scored like four points, four points, four points. It was four points or two points. One of one of two. And everybody was like, Oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's, you know, first year in the playoffs. Oh, okay. All right. Y'all say what y'all want. Fast forward three years later, here we are. And, and, um, so yeah, I hate, I, I hate it when people say, Oh, he can't shoot. He can't shoot. No, he's, he doesn't want to shoot. He doesn't want to shoot. <laughs> like, he's not. He's refusing to shoot. That's a problem. And uh, so now the team wants to trade him. But the team wants to trade him, like, because he is an all-star player. He's an all-star. Like, everything else he does fine. He does great. He, you know, plays great defense. He, uh, he'll he shut down your best player. He can, uh, he can pass, he, you know, passes like LeBron. I won't say as good as LeBron. He passes like LeBron. That's yet to be seen. But, um, but so... And he wants to. He doesn't want to play another second for that for the for Philadelphia 76ers. So now the question is, and he said, and he said this week that he refuses. He's not going to show up to training camp. So the team doesn't want to trade him unless they can get back what you know uh, a big a good package in return. So, but this is the year. This is the time of year for NBA uh, for the NBA season. Where like like uh, one guy put it, everybody has hope. Like everybody has hope. Every team has hope. Yeah, all the all the trades and stuff that the teams made in the offseason, all the free agent signings, like everybody's team, everybody thinks that their team is going to be good. So this is actually the worst time to try to trade, you know, a player because you're not going to get the best value for him. But Ben Simmons does not want to come and play for the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you don't show up to work, which is what him playing for the Sixers is you get fined that's at least that's what the rules say so now the question the the team has said they expect Ben Simmons to show up so you got a stalemate that's finna start finna come on finna start I don't believe Simmons is going to show up so the question is um is Ben Simmons going to is the team going to find Ben Simmons and the next question is how long can this go on? Because he does not want to play for the team. The team doesn't want him. The team clearly doesn't want him. They want to trade him, but they want to trade him. They're not going to trade him for, you know, pennies on the dollar. They're not going to just trade him for anything. They want to make sure that they get a good return, but they can't trade him right now because they wouldn't get the best return. So that's the Ben Simmons dilemma right now. And it, you just we're just going to have, have to wait and see how all this plays out. Because it's not going to happen any, like the trade, I don't see the trade happening anytime soon. Um, and, but Ben Simmons has said he's not showing up to training camp. So this is going to be hanging over the team all year long. But I, my issue with Ben Simmons is, dude, you did this. You did this. Like this, the team, the team doesn't want you because you, you, you can't, you haven't gotten any better. Like you, you, you refuse to shoot. Like. Like and they did everything they can. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And not to mention, they paid him. 
He's on. He's under contract for the next four years at like $150 million or something like that. So they paid him even with his deficiencies. And now he's saying, oh, I don't want to play for y'all anymore. I'm mad at y'all. It's like, dude, what, what? hold up. Like, you're the reason that we're in this situation. We can't even get the best value for you because of the poor showing that you did. Like, because everybody has seen your deficiencies for the last four years. And then this year, it all came to a head and it was as worse as it's ever been. So why are you mad at the, at the organization? Like, what? Like, all you have to do is control what you can control, and this wouldn't even be an issue. Shoot the ball. Like, that's, that's what, no, like, everybody, I'm seeing fans on Twitter, I'm seeing fans on social media, every, like, they just want you to shoot, bruh. Don't, don't, like, they don't want you to make it, just shoot. Like, I, 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 I've never, and it's something, I mean, gyms all across America I don't, I've never seen a situation like this where you are begging a player of any level to shoot the ball, <laughs> like, not be aggressive, not, not, um, not, not hustle, not hustle harder, um, not, uh, not, you know, fight for the rebound or, or, you know, stuff like that, you know, not, not, uh, not, you know, run the correct play. You know, not make the shot. We just want you to shoot. And if you watch the guy play, it, it's the most frustrating thing ever. Because you're just like, dude, you're wide open. Shoot. And if, okay, and, and, and the thing is, and, and the compounding thing is, not only does he not shoot when he's wide open, he refuses to attack the basket. He's 6'10". He, he, he's 6'10", runs like a gazelle. He refuses to attack the basket because he's not aggressive like because he can't shoot free throws. He shot like 40% from the free throw line in the playoffs. So, wh who are you mad at? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Who are you mad at, dude? You got your money. They paid you even when you, you weren't showing signs of, of, uh, of progression. They still paid you on good faith that, hey, you know, he'll figure it out. And here you are, you still haven't figured it out, and now you want out, and you mad at them and telling them you ain't going to show up to training camp, but they still better have your money when it's time for you to get, get, your, uh, get your paycheck. And I don't understand, like, I, I, I don't know. And, um, and I don't know, uh, apparently they're saying, like, the, the general manager, uh, Daryl Morey, the former general manager of the Houston Rockets, he's waiting for Damian Lillard. Because it's rumored, uh, it was talked about all offseason, uh, all summer, that Damian Lillard might want, want it out or might eventually want out of Portland. So they're saying, a lot of people are saying that Daryl Morey is trying to wait for the Portland situation to come to a head. But Damian Lillard said, hey, I'm, I'm still in Portland. I ain't going nowhere Portland. And a lot of people, me including, like, okay, yeah, we'll see. Like, let's, yeah, like, remember what I said about hope? Everybody being hopeful this time of year? Everybody's hopeful right now. When the losing starts, that's one of my philosophy. One of my things I always say: once everything changes, once the losing starts, like one, like like they, like they say, winning cures everything. Lose everything, losing changes everything. So Lillard saying, "Oh, hey Portland, I'm here. I ain't going nowhere." Yeah, 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 yeah. Those rumors all offseason didn't come from nowhere. So you hopeful right now, 
We'll holler at you around Christmas time and see what the port, what the Trailblazers record is, and then we'll see how you still if you still feel like staying in Portland. Uh, so it's, it it looks like the the general manager of the Sixers is waiting, hopefully, for Lillard to want out of Portland, and then you know he can try to finesse a trade. But still, you know we don't you know you, you still got Ben Simmons. And, and, you know, they're going to be having to ask answer questions about Ben Simmons, who, for all intents and purposes, doesn't sound like he's planning on being there. So uh, that's 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 uh, that's just my thoughts on, on Ben Simmons. Dude, shoot. This is your fault. It, it's, it's been your fault since day one. Just shoot. Let it fly. That's my motto. Let it fly. I don't care who you are, man. If you're open and the team's not guarding you, and the team's not guarding you, let it fly, man. Worst thing you can do is miss. I, and I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 been frustrating and annoying to to read about that situation that's going on uh, <laughs> in Philadelphia there. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm anxious. I'm uh, I can't wait to see how this is going to turn out. So so yeah, watch uh, continue to 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 pay attention to that um, going forward. I think uh, training camp starts uh, here in a few weeks. So, uh, you'll be seeing, you'll, you'll be hearing a lot about Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers all, uh, all, all year long. So yeah, those are my thoughts on, uh, on Ben Simmons. So I got one more topic I want to discuss and, uh, I'll probably be discussing this. Uh, I'll probably be discussing this again, um, here, uh, in the, in, you know, on the next podcast too, um, because it was brought, it was brought up, it was sent to me, um, by uh, by my brother and uh, he'll he'll be visiting the show again um probably i think tomorrow but uh, uh something he sent me something he sent me something um a billboards what was it billboards top 100 um drake basically drake this is a pop culture thing this is this is music basically drake y'all know drake the the rapper uh pop artist whatever you want to call it um singer writer song producer whatever y'all call them these days um drake the biggest uh the biggest name you know in the game in the music industry he's uh he's breaking all kinds of records with his latest album apparently his latest album um is matching is matching broke like michael michael jackson's record record sales or something like that something something went platinum or something like that something something involving michael jackson Yes, that Michael Jackson. Uh, they and they they said they, and they in the the the, the 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 article asked the question: Is Drake the Michael Jackson of our era? Is Drake the Michael Jackson of our era? Yes, that Michael Jackson. Um, we have, there have been a lot of comparisons made. I make comparisons all the time. Um, LeBron and Jordan, Brady, you know, Brady and Montana, you know, you can make comparisons for days. Drake being compared to Michael Jackson might possibly be the most disrespectful thing that you can say about somebody and their their craft in in regards to 
to to their profession. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is the GOAT of the music industry. That's that there is no denying it. There will never be another Michael Jackson. So for us to even say that somebody Drake of all people is the Michael Jackson of this era. No, 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 no. Now I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not that old, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have the, uh, a front row seat for Michael Jackson in his quote unquote prime. But I saw enough. I saw enough at my young age to know it's something about this guy. This guy is is what y'all what what y'all young people say. This this guy was different. The way he carried himself, his style which was which was all his own. Like I look back on some of the stuff he wore now and I'm like he got away with that. Ain't no way in the world I could get away with that. But he got away with that. And it's, it's, I understand why the article made the comparison. First of all, they're trying to get clicks. I get it. I understand it. I get it. They got the clicks. And it started this whole um, uh, Twitter debate on is Drake as great as Michael Jackson. And I, I just can't, um, and I can't wait to get my brother on the pod, on the podcast um, uh, tomorrow so we can further discuss this. I just can't fathom, like the music, I mean, just, we just talking, if we just talk about the music, my, my biggest thing is, can your music stand the test of time? Michael Jackson's music has. I know it. My dad knows it. My little girl, my daughter knows it. My seven-year-old knows it. I'm showing her videos of, I'm showing her videos. It was, I was on Facebook scrolling through and I saw, because one thing, one thing, if you're watching a Michael Jackson video, if you if you're watching a Michael Jackson video, you're not going to be able to watch a video of Michael Jackson without him without seeing a clip at some point of him being dragged of him being grabbed and almost torn to shreds by these 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 fans that that were just just absolutely enamored with him. And and it like they did they just couldn't get enough of Michael Jackson. And so you can't watch a clip of without seeing that. And I just happened to be on Facebook last week and I saw it. And he's he, Michael Jackson is on this crane. You can go look it up right now. He's 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 hopping on this crane. He's got the fan, he's got the he's got the uh the fan blowing. You know how he loved the t-shirts. He loved the little long sleeve t-shirts, he had the white t-shirts on, and he had he had a long sleeve, he had the fan blowing. Yeah, with it, and his his wing, his uh, the fan is blowing his t-shirts and stuff, you know, blowing it up. He's on top of this. He's on top of this. Uh, it's like crane, and the crane is like going up in the air over the crowd, right? 
and it's like hovering over the crowd. And it's but before the crane gets too high off the ground, this this crazy fan runs up and starts and like is hugging Michael Jackson. Keep in mind, and now we all know Michael Jackson, you know, he had the uh, the wireless mic. He'd always had the wireless mic uh, attached to his head, and he'd be singing. Why, that was another thing. He, he, the, the, his ability to sing while he's performing the moves that he performed, that's a whole other topic of conversation, um, just the talent that that takes. Um, so while he's singing mid-song, and, you know, Mike is he's in it. You know, like one thing Mike going to do, Mike gonna bring the energy, like like I mean, there, if you think if you think Beyonce bringing the energy these days, if you think uh, uh, Chris Brown is is a great entertainer and bringing the energy when you go and see him, if you think Bruno Mars, who I believe today might be the best entertainer in music right now, um, just just based on the like him performing, maybe it's between him and Beyonce. But if you think those guys brought it. Michael, you, you know, Mike, Mike brought it. He brought it every time. So he's he the, the, he's on his crane and he's got the wind blowing. He's got the mic on. He's singing, going at it. Um, you know, one of his top ten songs. I'm sure he's he's in the middle of. But he's a uh, but this fan runs up on the crane before it gets like too 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 high and starts hugging Mike and he's hugging him and hugging him and and Mike is, <laughs> you know, Mike's like what? Mike's like yo what? Like but Mike's still singing. He's still singing. But and, but the crane is still going up. So Mike, while he's singing, and this fan is hugging him, and it's this fan is just like lost, like he just can't believe I'm with Mike. Oh my gosh, it's Mike, and he's just up on this crane. He's not, he's not harnessed in. Mike ain't harnessed in either, and the crane is just going, wait, murking his way over the crowd, and this fan is just hugging Mike, and Mike's trying to like t sing, and while he's trying to like get the fan to hold on to the railing at the same time, because I'm sure Mike. I'm sure Mike was thinking, yo, Lord, if this boy fall, man, we all getting sued. Um, so the fan is like just, I mean, the fan is just gone. He got like his eyes closed and he just, he just, he just riding the crane. Mike is just trying to like, like strap him down. Like, hey man, grab the rail, right? All while he's still singing and he can't get the fan off. So he had to just go along with it until the fan worked his way all the way down. Uh, but I, I, I say it all, I say all that to say, I, I'm showing my daughter this. Zoe, that's my little girl. Uh, seven years old. She's and she's seeing this, and you can see it on her face. Who is this guy? Like, what? What is? Who is this guy? Like, what? What? Like, why is is this man acting like this with this guy? And and she, I told her about Michael Jackson. She's 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 seen uh, some some you know she's heard the songs and all of that. But to see it, like to actually see it, and I believe she's seen a couple of his videos. But to actually see how people responded to Michael Jackson, that'll never happen again. Like and 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 so basically, the fan the fan was okay. Long story short, the fan was okay. The crane came and went down, and uh, Mike is trying to get off the crane. But that's of course, you know, they, they, they lose it. They go even crazy. Start trying to take him away from Mike. Then that's when they lose it. And then the, the fan is pulling on Mike's arm and won't let him go. And security has to just basically just prize grip loose. And so it's, it's it was it was cra crazy. And Mike is still singing. <laughs> Mike is still singing while this fan is is just trying to just detach his arm and take it with him, uh, just to have some kind of souvenir. But uh, but but just, just that that little video. Go watch that video 
And then go try to find me a a a, a, a video that's comparable. A, a video from any of today's artists that's comparable. The most you'll probably get, the most, keep in mind now, Mike was dealing with grown men and women acting like that. The most you'll probably get in today's era is probably, at best, you'll get a four, like, uh, uh, the teens, the teenagers, uh, some boy band or something like that, uh, where you got teenagers acting like that. Grown men and women, they're not acting like that in, in today's era. No, no, no. They're not. No, they're not passing out. We're not pulling on artists trying to get. No, no, no. Um, so, so yeah, I, Drake compared to Mike. I get it. If you want to talk numbers and album sales, go, go, go have, have a blast. But Mike's music stood the test of time. We will be singing Mike's music. Like, I, I don't see it. It's like, you're going to know who Michael Jackson is. You're going to hear his music and, and you're going to get, like, you're going to get hooked to it. You're going to enjoy it. I don't know. We have yet to see. We'll have to wait and see if Drake's music stands the test of time. But to me, that's the ultimate like deciding factor. You can say whatever you want about, oh, man, it's a different era. It's a different genre. But the music, I think that is what basically tells it all. You love, like, we love Mike. We still love Mike. And, and, and I don't know if I, Drake, to me, has not had that kind of influence over you know pop culture and uh like his music is great you know i, I enjoy his music his last album he um this probably not be honest which is probably the first album that i've enjoyed in probably the last three drake albums um you know it's drake ain't been right with me since drake ain't been right with me he hasn't been right with me since nothing was the same uh, I, I, nothing was the same was probably yeah. Nothing was the same was probably take care was take care is classic, but nothing was the same was probably the last Drake album that I enjoyed. After that, I haven't been on the Drake train until until uh, CLB Certified Love Boy. That was to what I, the songs I heard on this album, the latest album were more, you know, beginning the the Drake from the early days, which I enjoy more than you know pop culture, you know, uh, one dance, Kiki, do you love me, Drake? Um, catchy songs, but no, 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 no. Um, but Michael Jackson is in a class of his own, man. I, I, he's in a class of his own. There's no, you know, there, there's no discussion. That's about all I got in regards to this whole Michael Jackson versus uh, Drake debate that's going on. Um, other than that, though, I'm about to get up out of here for the evening. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you like the show, please rate, uh, like, subscribe, rate, review it. Um, leave those five stars if you can. Um, the, the podcast also has an Instagram handle now um, at the Tyler Perspective Podcast. You can find us on there. Um, this will be an inter uh, interactive show, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be answering questions. So if you have any questions for me, um, leave me some questions on uh, in regards to sports. Uh, uh, pop culture anything leave me some questions on there you can dm me and uh i'll answer them live on the podcast i read read your question and i'll get an answer for you live on the podcast uh if you don't have instagram you can email me um at ttp 256 2021 at gmail.com once again that's ttp 
2021 at gmail.com and you can send me any questions that you might have there also um other than that though i'm about to go ahead and get up out of here y'all stay safe stay blessed love y'all i'm out